0: A lot more people are working at home these days. I about a few tips based on 30 years? Oh my goodness, nearly 30 years of experience. Here we go. Hey friends, welcome to the Press Club C podcast. I'm Ray Keating. This episode is brought to you by the Pastor Stephen Grant Fellowship. More on that later. Now in this 30th episode, I'm going to talk about working at home and I'm going to offer some tips on doing so since 2021 will mark my 30th anniversary, yikes, of having a home office. Before we get to that, let's first quickly answer that key question once more. What the heck does the Press Club see? Each letter stands for stuff that we talk about on this podcast. P is for politics. R is for religion, mainly Christianity. E is for economics. S is for sports. That second S is for stories, books, and writing, my own books, other books. C is for culture, pop culture, and otherwise. L is the big catch-all, the big catch-all for life. U is for understanding, lessons in history, and education, economics, and so on. B is for business and entrepreneurship. And that last C in press club, C is conservative. Why? Because I am one. So let's talk about this working at home deal, which many more people are doing, um, thanks to unfortunately COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. Um, I've written on this a few times in the past, and I'm going to tap into some of those columns here in terms of my tips. But it it did hit me that next year I will hit 30 years, my 30th anniversary of working out of a home office. That's pretty wild. So 2021, it'll be 30 years. I mean, I've been quite fortunate doing that. Um, Technology has allowed me to do it. Technology has made it a heck of a lot easier and more efficient as time goes by. Um, You know, computer technology, telecommunications advances in all these areas have just been uh, an unbelievable plus in terms of working remotely, working mobile, and so on. And I've been fortunate enough in my career to be able to take advantage of that. Uh, but what's interesting is when you look at the numbers, the number of people working remotely, mobile, etc., really never caught up to what we, what many people were predicting, what they thought would happen. Um, now that changed some, that has changed some, as I mentioned um, with the, uh, with the coronavirus effect. So what I want to do is first take a look at this fascinating poll that came out. Um, Gallup did a poll and it was released uh, in very late. I think it was released actually on August 31st on uh, working remotely, working from home. So there's some interesting numbers here. I'm going to go through them real fast. Um, they, they had done a, a poll on remote work in October of 2019. And then they did this poll Uh, I believe, in late July into August. So that's what we're looking at. So there was an uptick in the percentage of American workers who reported having telecommuted for work. So it went from 42% to 49%. So those are people, have you ever telecommuted, work from your home, using a computer to communicate for your job, etc.? That's how they define it. So 42% to 49%. That's um, not insignificant. It's, an uh, you know, basically they're saying half the people now say that. Now compare that to when they first asked this question, which was back in 1995, and only 9%. So we have seen an increase. Um, But I still don't think it's uh, as extensive as many people assumed it would be because let's break down things a little bit more. So um, Gallup points out that while the percentage of workers – has changed um, the number of work days that the telecommunicator tell telecommuters who um, report working from home that's increased rather dramatically so it's got it went from 5.8 days per month last year to 11.9 days to 12 days this year so more than doubled now Those among the telecommuters, when you look at all U.S. workers, the average number of telecommuting days each month, again, more than doubled, but just from 2.4 days per month to 5.8 days per month. So it's the increase here that's been quite notable and dramatic. Uh, The poll also found that 26% of workers currently say they, they have worked entirely from home in recent weeks. So that's one in four. So that's pretty significant. Um, while 51% still say that they're working, their work is uh, located completely outside the house. And then there's a mix in between, um, you know, mostly from home, 8%, equally from home and outside, 4%, mostly mostly from outside is 8%. So when you combine entirely and mostly outside the home, that's still almost 60% of people that are not doing any kind of telecommuting, really. Um, Nearly half, forty-five percent of those who have ever telecommuted, uh, say they've been doing it entirely from home in recent weeks. So that's interesting. So you're seeing the numbers. It, it is a significant move towards telecommuting. Um, just so you also know that they broke it down by education level, age level, gender, etc. Um, college graduates are much more likely to have telecommuted than uh, people with not that are not college graduates. I think the the most interesting number there, comparison there, is people that work entirely from home. 38% college graduates, among college graduates, 17% among non-college graduates. So that's, that's very interesting. Um, gender, women are much more likely to work from home than men. That could be a white collar thing versus blue collar thing. When you look at the age, they break it into 18 to 34 year olds, 35 to 54, 55, and up. No change, no significant difference there. So that's very interesting. The bottom line, and, and I agree with this, Gallup pointed out that critically here, that this these this change in technology that has allowed us to work remotely really has made this horrible. Uh, coronavirus slash, you know, pandemic slash shutdown economy, uh, it would have been much worse without this. So it's, it's made it less worse. Um, doesn't mean that it's not bad. It is. Uh, but it's made it less worse. So there you go. Now, so what about some tips about, you know, working from home, working remotely? And again, this comes from my almost 30 years now of, of doing this. Um, you know, I wrote a column and, I'm, as I said, a few columns on this along the way. So I'm going to tap into some of that stuff. You know, at one point I wrote uh, to those of you that are now working at home, welcome. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been waiting for you. Um, uh, I've been, you know, again, doing the work at home gig for, for many, many years. So let's let's look at some points that I've touched on before. Um, number one is you better, in order to work from home or work remotely, you better love your job or you better learn to love your job. Um, if you're indifferent or you positively dislike your your job, then you're not working. Working at home is not going to work out well for you, because there's all sorts of interesting distractions that are all around you—from Netflix to uh, getting lost online, to, to uh, playing with the dog, to cleaning the gutters, <laughs> you know, chores around the house. So um, you you better really love your job or learn to love it. Otherwise, these distractions uh, will come back and and bite you in the butt. Um, Number two is listen, I've worked, I work in a lot of different places, but carving out a specific work space, if you will, uh, it does help. It boosts your productivity. Um, So, you know, Wi Fi lets you take the laptop all around the house, and I certainly do that. Um, But my most productive work comes from my home office. So if you can, you're able to carve out that home office space. Uh, it will make a difference. Um, you know, again, in a pinch, you work wherever you need to. But if you're going to be home for, for a while, if you're going to be working from home for a while, um, that office space is is crucial. So try to carve out a workspace at home. Uh, also, take, uh, take whatever lessons you've learned over the years or learn some new ones about focusing on objectives and goals and completing projects. Uh, too often work... When you go to a workplace, right? When you leave the house, you commute, you get to work. Unfortunately, too many people, too much time is spent looking at the clock, right? It's a nine to five thing and so on. It's very different working at home. uh, The best case scenario is where when you get away from the traditional workplace setting, it allows you to focus on accomplishing things. So accomplishing the objectives or goals, completing projects, um, if you do that, then you can take a break, you know, maybe take a walk or play with the dog or whatever before moving on to the next item on the to do list. But it, it really if you can get in a mindset where it's now about meeting deadlines, not about the exact time that you spend at the desk, um, that will be a tremendous uh, benefit uh, along with that type of thing in terms of focusing on goals and objectives and being productivity, eliminating meaningless meetings. Now, Zoom has been fantastic, right? For, 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 uh, for working from home, but I argue that productivity gets a boost, uh, working remotely and from home because you're eliminating what I call the plague of meaningless, wasteful meetings. Yes, I am not pro meeting. Um, I have found that they suck up time, they they uh, they distract, they grind work to a halt. Um, I'm not a meetings guy, so working at home, if it means fewer meetings, that's productivity heaven. That's great. That's fantastic. So um, take advantage or try to eliminate as many meetings as you can or take advantage of not having to go to one um, while you're in the traditional workplace. Uh, another, I think we're up to number five here. I mentioned deadlines before. Discipline and deadlines are fantastic. Um you know, I learned this as a newspaper columnist. I learned a lot of benefits in terms of how to write better and so on and so on. But just the deadline is a is a wonderful discipline. Um, people don't tend to like deadlines, but when if you embrace them, deadlines are fantastic because they 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 just focus your work. There's less waste, and I would argue you actually benefit creatively. Now, people are like, how can that possibly be? Um, because sometimes when you work independently, well, many people working independently, the biggest problem is is delay. They they stop. You know, they they find excuses um, to not do things. You know, delay becomes the default. Um, and nothing gets done. Well, if nothing gets done, that means, you know, by definition, there's nothing being created. So creativity, I would argue, goes hand in hand um, with uh, deadlines. Deadlines are are your friend in terms of creativity. Let's put it that way. So embrace the deadline to be more productive in the home office, because, again, it's very easy to let things slip um, if you're not disciplined um, in a home office setting. You need to be independent, tying into that. Independence is required. You know, you should put that on a sign. Independence required. Um, so you need to be able to work independently. Um, if you can't do that, you got to learn how to do it very quickly. I mean, I, there's nothing more to say about that. It's obvious. If you're working at home by yourself, you have to be able to work independently. Um, the other thing to enjoy, and this is one of the things that entrepreneurs talk about a lot, is enjoy the flexibility. I mentioned that before in terms of, you know, you get something done and you take a little break. Um, the, the, the office, the traditional office setting can be v- pretty regimented. Um, the home office, th- there's great flexibility. Um, you know, a- again, focusing on projects and getting things done rather than being a slave to the clock. Um, you know, just that if you're project focused... Um, you can hit, wind up with greater flexibility. That's again one of the great things that I've enjoyed of having a home office. So enjoy that, embrace it. Um, also, if you go from commuting to no commute, well, what are you going to do with that? You know, working at, if you're eliminating the commute, commute means that you're you're all of a sudden you've got time, right? I had an extreme commute, two hours each way every day, and then I went to no commute at all. So you take them take some time to think about how to use the time that you gain in ways that improve your life. So it can tie into your family, obviously. It can tie into um, other opportunities uh, in life, in terms of your career. So this, I I think, the, the more you can make this a conscious decision, like, okay, I just gained, whatever, an hour and a half or two hours every day that before was spent in a car, for example, or on a train. What am I going to do with it? So if you make that a conscious decision, it can have tremendous benefits as a, as a result. Um, on the flip side of the, the potential negative of, of a home office and working at home is work takes over. Um, so you can uh, enjoying your work is critical. Um, but it is. It can be very easy that all of a sudden work takes over everything. It crowds out other stuff, other parts of your life. Um, it creeps beyond the home office. Guilty, I'm guilty. Um, so working at home, there's a risk that you know um, it can it can take over too much of life, and that's you have to guard against that as best you can, to say the least. So you need to keep that in mind as well. Um, also, it, not being in the traditional nine to five traditional workplace allows you to experiment a bit with your productivity. So what, what helps you to become more productive in terms of what you want to get done? So, you know, I'm a music person, right? So I get the right tune. I get the right playlist going and I'm a bunch more productive. That's, you know, I've learned that over the years and yes, I often play my music very loud and yes, family members have told me, Hey, turn that down. Um, so music for me, and I think a lot of other people can have a very powerful effect on mood and outlook, and that's why um, I use it uh, as a tool, if you will, to to boost my productivity. You know, sometimes it's I got to wake up, I got to get work done, and that type of thing. So find out what that is, what, it, and use it because you're at home, you're independent, um, you're not in a traditional workplace. So use whatever it is that will make you more productive that perhaps you wouldn't be able to use in the traditional workplace. And then finally, my, my last point here, and I've hammered this home over and over again in various columns and other podcasts and so on. And I may be repeating some of this stuff from previous episodes, but I think it's worth can, pulling it all together in one place as we're thinking about working at home and working remotely. But why not think, think about starting a business? Um, explore new opportunities. Um, again, the commute that you had is gone uh, you have greater flexibility. Um, so maybe it makes sense to, you know, think about your independence. Can, could I start up a business? Is, is this maybe a test run to become an entrepreneur? Um, is working independently for me? Uh, does it boost my creativity? Um, so these are all things that if the answer is yes, then maybe you should think be thinking about those other opportunities. And it doesn't mean that you have to quit your full-time job. And just, you know, dive right in, although some people do that, and God bless them. But a lot of time, it's just people keeping their full-time gig. As I as I like to say, you become an entrepreneur, your full-time job is your number one client. You keep them happy, and then you do other stuff as well as an entrepreneur. So, you know, it can be very fulfilling to do um, other work. It can help the bottom line, your family income. Um, and eventually, maybe it can become the full-time thing that you do. So, again, this, this working at home, working remotely situation, while it's not the greatest in terms of why we're doing it, um, there can be some positives and, uh, and you can think about becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, go back to the, the last episode, previous episode of this podcast. Lou Mangiello and I talked a little bit about that. So if you've ever thought about being an entrepreneur, um, working at home can help you, I think, uh, with, that, with that decision. So um, there are some points on working from home, some tips, some advice. Hopefully they'll help you out. Um, Again, I've been doing this for almost almost 30 years. So hopefully I learned a few things along the way. One of the things that I'm able to do from home is write more. So, you know, I've been able to become a novelist, the economist and the novelist, right? So um, I would like, you know, and I hope some of you folks read my, my my Pastor Stephen Grant thrillers and mysteries. And if you like them, uh, I hope you consider becoming a member of the Pastor Stephen Grant Fellowship. Um, you can join at various levels. Uh, but right now, there's I, I would argue the best value is to join at the new Book of the Month Club level. Check them all out over at patreon.com slash Pastor Stephen Grant Fellowship. So you go over to their Patreon page. And you can check out what you get. So, as I said, they're at all different levels. I'd like to focus on the Book of the Month Club level right now. So, what do you get there? Um, and by the way, what do you? It's a mutual thing. Well, the reason I'm doing the Patreon thing is because I can I can establish a nice relationship with readers. Right, you become more involved uh, in the Pastor Stephen Grant books and other fiction books and things that I write. Um, hopefully, you enjoy that. And then also, if you become a Patreon member, you're supporting me and my ability to write more. Write more Pastor Stephen Grant novels. Also write the spin-off series that I have in mind and a new fiction series. So all those things come into play. So anyway, what do you get specifically at the Book of the Month Club level? Uh, you get a free book every month, hence we call it the Book of the Month Club, um, written and signed by me. Um, that includes, again, the Pastor Stephen Grant thrillers and mysteries. Uh, when a new book comes out, you get a Uh, the month that it's released It includes other fiction books and series and also uh, the nonfiction books that I write. And by the way, you know, say you turn around, Hey Ray, I've got all your books. Well, God bless you. And thank you. But um, you can still join and give the books, you get the new books and you can also uh, give books that you might have to other people. And if you let me know before I send out that month's book, just shoot me a quick email and say, Hey Ray, could you sign this book to whoever? A friend or a family member, I'll put their name in it and then you can turn around and hand it to them and it's a gift and, uh, and hopefully you get them interested in the Pastor Stephen Grant books and my other books as well. So I will personalize, uh, the signing to a person of your choice. Number two, you get, uh, two great special, uh, gift boxes throughout the year with, uh, fun and exclusive Pastor Stephen Grant merchandise. Your name. Number three, your name is included in a special thank you section in each forthcoming novel. So, a thumbs up and thank you for being a fellowship uh, member and supporter. And then you also have, as all levels do um, of the of the uh, Pastor Stephen Grant Fellowship, you have access to the private Pastor Stephen Grant Fellowship Facebook page. Over there, we have I have daily journal entries from Pastor Stephen Grant, so you're hearing directly from Pastor Stephen Grant. Uh, you get insights from other characters about other characters. You get some regular recipes, including from grilling with the monks. If you read the book, you know who they are. If you haven't read the books, well, then come on, folks. <laughs> um, you have periodic videos, Q and A's with me. You can ask me questions and I'll answer them. Um, all sorts of stuff. And and a, just a heck of a lot more. So head over to patreon.com slash Pastor Stephen Grant Fellowship. Find out about all the levels, please. It would be great if you could support me in that and uh, and you get great benefits you can join at whatever level you like. Uh, your support is much, much appreciated. Folks, thanks for listening. Your feedback and suggestions are always welcome. Please check out my various endeavors and books, including uh, columns over at keepingfiles.com, my other podcast, Free Enterprise in Three Minutes. Uh, among the, uh, my nonfiction books, the most recent is Behind Enemy Lines, Conservative Communiques, uh, from Left Wing, New York. It's a collection of my essays and columns. Also, please check out Free Trade Rocks and, again, my pastor, Stephen Grant books. All of my books are available at Amazon.com, paperback and Kindle editions, and you can also get signed editions over at Ray Um, And also, please check out my other uh, site, Endeavor, is DisneyBizJournal.com where we cover the Disney entertainment business, commentary analysis, reviews, All sorts of good stuff over there. So please check that out, DisneyBizJournal.com. And again, as always, thanks for listening and God bless.